This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. This podcast often contains controversial or mature topics. You have been warned. Hello and welcome back to the galaxy's favorite fast food restaurant. And the best, most famous item on that menu is... Tallow Greasy Grub Sandwich. (laughs) Made made with real... Grubs. Grubs from... um, (laughs) Mind from the center of big squishy asteroids. Ew. Ew. You say ew, but there's a lot of <laughs> beings in the galaxy. You say ew, but our customers say <laughs> that means yum. <laughs> there's a, I'd say, lots of people as well who find fast food tasty. I just and also, but on the flip side, disgusting. I, I just find that image of like large fleshy objects in space that explode into grubs when you mine them that is very gross good job i am no longer hungry (laughs) yes they're living asteroids in the (laughs) yeah people make a big to do out of mining them asteroids are people too you know, like, and what was that? Gross. What was that? The ambergris stuff? Like, imagine ambergris, but huge. More like amber gross, am I right? Hell! <laughs> Quality humor on this podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Reagan Readers episode 11. Yeah, I think 11. I know what no, number you're going to have on. to droid it later to make 12. I only had to do that once. And it okay. wasn't 12. We're on okay, 11. Whatever. Uh, today we have a kind of a different take on what we're going to do. We are going to be approaching a serial here that was submitted to me by Binary Algorithm on the Short Sci-Fi Stories Reddit. Uh, my idea is to just, uh, we're going to read until we want to stop and see how far we get in. Uh, it's going to be eventually a 90-part story or something. What? How many parts is it now? Uh, right now, I think it's got five or six. But again, we're just going to read until... We until like we, we get stop. bored of you. Well, you know, until we want to stop. Um, and you never get bored of me, so. I do. You can't even say that. No, no, I can. And if we like it enough, we're going to pick it up in other episodes. So, yeah, we're going to see uh, see how this goes. All right, I will start off. Hello? Can you hear me? The voice was distant but audible. I had a sudden awareness that I had been sleeping and slowly opened my eyes. I felt groggy and it took several seconds to actually see anything. As things came into focus, I noticed that I was lying in a beach chair under an umbrella. I could see a vast but calm ocean all around me. Clear blue tropical water. The air was fresh and the perfect temperature with a slight breeze blowing through. I sat up and looked around the unfamiliar setting. There was sand in all directions, but only for about 30 feet before the beach turned into an ocean. Turned to ocean. It was an island? For some reason, it didn't cause me any anxiety to realize this, despite being highly unusual. I didn't spend a lot of time outdoors that I could recall, but it was also fuzzy. Soon my eyes found the only other thing that was substance. The only other thing of substance. A woman sitting in the beach chair next to me. She looked familiar somehow. She smiled and waved to me. Hello, sleepyhead. 
I was still feeling foggy, so I asked the obvious. Where am I? Mysteriously, she said. To figure out where you are now, you should probably try to remember where you were before this. That was a bit cryptic now, wasn't it? But I did try to remember. Before. I was in a hospital. Really sick, but I don't remember most of it. I kept falling asleep. I was pretty sure I was going to die, but I had a cryopreservation plan in place. I don't believe in the afterlife, so I take it that worked out. However, I looked around. This seems like a highly unlikely place to actually wake up in. I don't believe in the afterlife, so suck it. Well, um, it sounds like he'd melt there, so maybe it is where he might wake up. I'm, I'm going to, I think it's uh, like a place your memory gets uploaded He's to. He's in the Matrix? Yeah, maybe. We could be wrong. Oh, this wasn't there an anime like this that we watched? An anime like this? Oh, yeah. Where you... Yeah, where they were like, they started out and the main character was, of course, a very attractive, busty lady. And then. Oh, yeah. that movie. Yeah, but that was like everyone knows oh, they're movie. there. Yeah. Everyone knows they were like uploaded to a mainframe. Well, yeah, but he might be new to the mainframe. Maybe. Maybe. I'll have to look up that anime. It was decent. What? Uh, it is kind of odd that if you're in a mainframe with a perfect place. You're on an island of sand surrounded by water. And that's a very kind of tropey paradise. Yeah, but it's not everyone's cup of tea. And also no. amenities are nice. And knowing where you are is nice. And a lot of other no, obvious that's, comforts. It's very much a stranded situation. So maybe they're trying to give the impression that this person is stranded. But he's stranded. sitting in a beach chair. You know, they're both in beach chairs. They're both relaxing. That's not a very, you know, if you're washed up on the shore and you're in raggedy clothing and you don't know where you are, that's that's more stranded. I don't know. We'll keep reading to find out. You are correct. This is happening in a virtual reality. God damn it. Recovery environment. You subconsciously pick this form as both familiar but also recognizable as illusory. Most of the people cl- coming out of cryosleep have a harder time adjusting and need to simulate their prior life or something like it. Something familiar. For a while before they can accept what has happened. Apparently you were ready to discard that period in favor of knowing the truth immediately. Hmm. He's a special. He's the special. I suddenly remembered who she looked like. You look and sound exactly like number six from an old TV series called Battlestar Galactica. (sighs) (laughs) She wasn't human, so. Wait, okay, I have to rack my brain now. Who was six? A robot lady. Oh, was that the main? What wasn't the blonde one? I don't remember now. God, it's no, been a that while. Wasn't the, the one, the blonde lady that's in all the commercials. Yeah. In a red dress. Yeah. That's not her. I don't. I'd I ha- think it's probably her. I'd have to look it, it up. It sounds very much like her imagery would match. Well, it could be Athena, though. I don't know. Battlestar Galactica was good. I need to go look that up again. What you are thinking is correct. I'm an artificial intelligence. Specifically, I'm here to assist your recovery. And also be your companion in the new world you are about to find yourself in. You died in the 2030s, but were not able to perform a proper physical brain reconstruction and resuscitation until now, as the early methods of cryopreservation created difficulties in repair. As you know, first in, last out when it comes to cryo. It is now the year 2089. That's actually a pretty quick turnaround time for super advanced stuff. Yeah, but... uh... And you're asleep, so what do you care? Gosh, she just, like, uh, there's a lot of concepts there that sort of suck. Like, <laughs> well, isn't, no, they, they're good. That's not what I mean. But the, con- like, 
thinking about those things happening to you would be awful. Um, having your brain not properly reconstructed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would. Because that's all you've got. Yeah. Um, and being the last out of when <laughs> you thought you were going to go in. Oh, yeah. What if you... Hmm. I wonder if he also had family members And he's not really this. out. Does that mean that his body disintegrated? That we don't know. That we don't... That has not been said. I wonder if he's a loner. Because that's easy to have... You know, you don't have to tie up those loose ends in these stories if you are you know don't have any friends or family. I don't know. Let's find out. Just read more. I didn't have much left in my old life. I was too old and tired to do anything I really wanted to do. So he was an old man. Okay. I had hoped the future would give me new things to learn and explore. Speaking of exploring, if this is VR, then where is my physical body? Or, I hesitated, is that not a thing anymore? Part of me didn't want to know the answer of that. Oh, we're doing that thing where we guess what's coming next. Uh, Earth is blown, blowing up, and but somehow digital reality survives. Virtual reality survives. I just want to make a note that this is pretty well written so far. Um it's, you know, it's it's guessing what questions we're going to ask and then it answers them. <laughs> I mean, that's good. Yeah. That is good. I just realized that. She laughed. You are you quite just, intact. Yeah. What, did I skip you? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm... Okay. Mm. She laughed. You are quite intact. Well, mostly. The reconstruction process seems to have repaired about 80% of your brain cells and connectivity. It sounds like a lot of loss, but with the human brain, much... But with the human brain, much more can be lost with minimal actual memory or personality loss using our reconstruction techniques. As long as it's not entire brain regions. We've had some pretty advanced cases, you among them. Full disclosure, we had to install some hardware, but it's just a few interfaces so you have an easier time adapting. So also, start se- having sexual uh, arousal towards um, cactus, moving parts, towards... Uh, <laughs> Uh, microchips. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Uh, so you have an easier time adapting. And so we can see how you are doing. Your level of augmentation is pretty limited compared to what we are capable of. But we try to minimize that until the patient is comfortable with and requests more. As for your body, that was extremely simple using nanotechnology. You were 100% healthy the day we first took you out to begin reconstruction. Okay, so we have... Except for the nanites. Except for the... And the nanites. <laughs> and the nanites. <laughs> so we have... Uh, it's kind of a deus ex, uh, the game thing here. Um, we're going into human augmentation, but we're also going into uploading, you know, m- m- consciousness to a, a, a VR, a mainframe, or some type of computer. Yeah. So okay, so we've got some cool stuff going. What a relief, <laughs> I think. I didn't feel any different than I remember feeling before. Maybe a bit more clear-headed. I was starting to forget things near the end. It seemed true enough. I could recall the hospital stay and who visited me now. We repaired all cellular DNA damage and removed all plaques from the Alzheimer's. Oh, shit. Okay. So this is a cure for Alzheimer's as well. The neurodegeneration, I can say that fine, from it wasn't severe to begin with, but you should be able to remember things much more clearly than before. We have you on some medications to prevent anxiety or panic on awakening, although you seem to be handling it quite well. Now we can begin the next phase of your recovery. I was ready. Whatever the world looked like now, I was ready for it. Or at least, I hoped I was. Alright, I said we go to part two. No, well, yeah. Um, so go down next chapters in may, the comments. May I really enjoy this. A door appeared in front of us, slowly becoming opaque against the ocean backdrop. The woman stood up and approached it. 
You should probably pick a new designation and also one for me. Names aren't all that important for most people since they have a fluid identity in VR, but I think for you it would be easier to have it as a point of stability. This is like a whole new life for you, so be creative with it. Wait, if, you don't need to identify yourself in virtual reality? I guess not really with... What about a call sign or a well, file call? Yeah, I'm saying have a designation, but don't, don't, don't look at it as a traditional first name, last name thing. So call yourself something. It's like having a screen name, you know? No, it's just saying that uh, names aren't important um, in VR, but, um, well, fluid identity in VR. Okay, fine, but yeah, I, I, guess I think the, the author means maybe names. I'm not thinking about it the right way. If I'm thinking that even in a, a virtual reality, you need some sort of file name or call sign. Well, that's you know, she's saying pick a designation. No, that's different. something like that. Well, what's the designation then? Never mind. Okay. This is like a whole new life for you, so be creative with it. If you don't like it, you can always change the moniker. We don't have legal names in any sense, only unique identifiers so people can keep track of who is who in different environments. If you really want, you can use your old name, but I have a feeling you won't. I thought about it a few moments. Okay, how about Rachel? And I like the sound of Arthur. I never really liked my given name Stephen anyway. Stefan. Steph, sorry, Stefan. Stefan. What's wrong with Stefan? That's like super posh. <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't like it. <laughs> Rachel nodded and motioned to the door. Well, Arthur, it's good to meet you. Arthur opened the door and stepped through, wondering what kind of place he would end up in. Are we? Do we have a perspective change here? No, he's still he's still Arthur. He's just got a name now, whereas before his identity was a little up. No, but we're reading from a third person perspective now. Weren't we first person? And oh, were we? Yeah, because the beginning says the voice was distant but audible. I had a sudden awareness, so it was first person in the first chapter. So we have a. uh, uh, We'll see if it. um, And then no, no, no. A door appeared in front of us, slowly becoming opaque. So yeah, there there's a perspective change for sure. Okay, well we'll see if it sticks. Arthur opened the door and stepped through, wondering what kind of place he would end up in. Fantastic futuristic notions circulated in his mind. Grand cityscapes in cyberspace? A digital transport hub? Maybe even a space station? He found himself suddenly in the entryway of his old house. It was all the more impactful because it was the last thing he had expected. Arthur was hit by a wave of nostalgia. He took several steps into the home and looked around. The curtains were drawn open and so the main living room was brightly lit with a golden light. It was exactly the way he remembered it, with all the furniture, decorations, and emplacements. And the popped balloon sitting outside. Is that a reference? Perhaps. To what? No, no. No, you don't get it. What's the reference? No, 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 it's fine. Well, what about the audience? Up. Oh. That would mean... That would mean the house would come crashing down. No, never mind. (laughs) You, You ruined it. Except something was missing. His heart sank. He suddenly felt compelled to look in each room of the house, although in the back of his mind he knew it was most likely a fruitless endeavor. He moved quickly, frantically searching. What he was looking for was nowhere to be found. Sarah, his voice was filled with anguish as he plopped onto the couch and put his head in his hands. The reality of it it hit him hard. His wife would not be joining him here. Rachel sat beside him quietly as he let his grief silently pour forth from his eyes. Why didn't the lady look like Sarah then? Um, Because it had to be somewhat familiar, but not too close. I think that's what the story said. Okay. Uh, she didn't want to be cryopreserved. 
some nonsense about when your time is up, your time is up. It wasn't even for religious reasons. Neither of us was religious. It didn't make any sense at all to me. I tried to convince her to change her mind for years, but finally gave up on arguing for it. Why did I give up? Why the hell did I give up? All right, so that answers another question. Because you loved her enough to let her go out on her own terms, even though it might cause you pain in the future. The historical record from the period shows that she did come to visit your cryostat at the Cryonics Institute after your legal death. She even inquired a few times about membership, but ultimately decided against it. She did miss you terribly. As not evidenced, terribly enough. As evidenced by her Facebook, Skype, chat, and other electronic records. <laughs> she said... Uh, Missing dead husband. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag regrets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're horrible. Because <laughs> this is actually quite somber. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, oh, there, there's a thought, actually. Like, your spouse is declared legally dead... But you can still go visit some manifestation of them and not just a grave or also, in a cemetery. These people have her entire records on on all these sites. Her all her chat records and everything. Well, it might be records of like they shared. So he received them, so they have his records and she just messaged him, maybe. So I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's not clear if she's going like I miss you to his Facebook page, which people do. Maybe. Despite all the privacy concerns of the time with government monitoring, the one good thing that came of it was excellent historical records of events and people's responses to them. I can bring up some for you if you want. So you're right. Yeah. They, they just had everyone's. Yay. Yay. That part's, that's, that's not sci-fi. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's too close to home. <laughs> okay, Arthur said weakly. He wasn't sure about anything in this moment, but something was better than nothing, theoretically, and this woman or entity or whatever seemed to be genuinely trying to help. So he let her. The TV in front of him lit up with his characteristic, with its characteristic flickering before resolving. The messages were displayed on the screen, but more importantly, they were narrated in his wife's voice. Ouch. He, it was instantly familiar, and he felt a stab of longing to be with her. Somehow, with this online record, she could still be with him, if even a little. He listened intently as the message unfolded. July 29th, 2033. Short pause. Stefan passed on two weeks ago. This is the first time I've had the will to write in my journal since then. Who'd have thought a person could make so many tears? He was the love of my life, and I'm not really sure what I will do now. He told me it was okay to cry. I cried a lot at the hospital, even when he was still alive. But he also told me to keep on living because he wasn't really dead. What was the term he used? Long pause. Oh, that's right. It was information theoretic death. Laughter. Stefan, you and your fancy technical terms. I didn't always get what you said, but I knew I married a smart man. I guess because you're frozen now, your memories are still in there somewhere. I hope you find what you are looking for in the future, dear. As for this old lady, I still have friends and I still have hobbies to keep busy. Thank goodness for that. Darlene has been there for me through the whole ordeal. I decided there's no point in sitting on my savings anymore. I'm going to take that trip to Europe finally. And while I'm out there, I'll pass by New Zealand for you, hon. End message. Oh, okay. So, oh, mm. first of all. Second first of, of all, all uh, <laughs> um, there was another perspective change in that paragraph, which... um. 
sort of made me feel like she was writing a video diary. Yeah. And then she's all of a sudden talking to her husband. I'm writing in my journal. So is this a message she sent to her husband who isn't there, you know, like... I think it's a... She wrote in her journal. Or she wrote in her journal. And they adapted it to be like a video log. Um, I think that's what they're doing. It is a little vague. It's not really Facebook, Skype, chat, or other anything other than her personal diary... Which is kind of fucked up that the government has that. Little bit, yeah. Um, or maybe she left it to him. Who's this message to? It's not death. clear. It's her journal. It's, if it's, it's just hers. her journal entry, then yeah. Uh, but he doesn't say that. I mean, they they imply that there's messages. Well, she says I'm writing in my journal. This is the first time I've been able to in a while. Oh, oh yeah. But either way, like yeah, is it a journal? But she's not writing in her journal. Well, we She's don't, typing in her journal. Uh, is she? I mean, maybe she actually did write one. So maybe they scanned it in? Yeah, they're adapting it to be like she's talking to him. I don't know. It's kind of vague. And the point, I mean, the, the emotion gets conveyed well. This is a very somber and sad scene with a little bit of hope. But it is kind of vague in the details. So that that could be hashed out a little bit better. Or maybe it's on purpose because this is all sort of shaky reality. And he uh, maybe we're like meant to be kind of confused as he is by all this. So I don't know. Arthur sat for a moment and then wondered who she was talking to. No. And then. <laughs> Who's <laughs> this? <laughs> Where's my wife? <laughs> uh, Arthur sat for a moment and then could no longer hold back the rush of emotion. Rachel cradled him gently and stroked his head but said nothing. Sarah's words echoed in his brain. Indeed. How can a person have so many tears? Fuck. Uh. Damn it. That is a nice uh, program to, to know how to... Yeah, the AI is yeah. pretty damn good. All right, I'm gonna, I say we do his, one more. His bedside... There is bed, her bedside manner is very appropriate. I say we do one more Maybe because I can't, I can't end on that. That's too sad. Uh, <laughs> too sad. <laughs> After Arthur wept, he slept. He wondered how long he was out, but came back to awareness lying on the same couch as before in the same room as before. Simulated room. It was so convincing that it was easy to mistake VR for the real thing. Maybe that wasn't such a bad thing. As if to doubly confirm that this was truly VR, Rachel materialized in front of him, becoming opaque slowly, ugh, becoming opaque slowly enough not to startle him. Your preliminary brain scans didn't show the level of attachment to anyone. That level of attachment to anyone. So, so I was surprised... By the intensity of your reaction to your wife's memory. Really? That seems a bit far-fetched. We didn't think you loved your wife that much. (laughs) Much less anybody else. At least your vitals are looking better now. Don't look at me like that. There is nothing to worry about. Look at you like what? Yeah, it's implying that he may be worried by, you know, we're looking at your vitals, but it's... Well, yeah, I'd want them to be looking at my vitals. I can't look at my own vitals. I don't even know where I am. At least your vitals are looking better better now. Don't look at me like that. There's nothing to worry about. You are not in any danger. It is usually best to let these things happen the way they need to. The brain's analog nature makes it tricky. It makes it a tricky organ to work with, even with modern technology. Your subconscious masks your emotional attachment with your wife. When you accepted... Generally, your terminal illness, you grew distant from the many things in your life to avoid pain. Of course, those feelings were still there waiting for the right trigger. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. 
Remember that I am here for your recovery and I'm going and I'm not going to judge you. She looks a little more serious now. I'll tell you if you're fooling yourself or being ridiculous because that's what you subconsciously want me to do and generally what I should do. But otherwise, it's up to you to decide what you want to do and who you will become. Okay, there's a lot right there. So subconsciously, the brain was kind of repressing emotions to hide the pain. But now... No, just to ignore the pain. I guess ignore the pain. And this yeah, AI is now a manifestation of his subconscious. No, I think the... Kind of? It's, his, his AI, his, it's his nurse right now. His... um. His recovery nurse. So it's trying to help him and it has a lot of information on him. Even apparently how his subconscious works. Hmm. Which means um, he knows, she knows details of probably I'll, a lot of his secrets. I'll tell you if you're fooling yourself or being ridiculous because that's what you subconsciously want me to do. That's why it sounds like he has some type of control subconsciously over or that she's a manifestation of his subconscious. Or maybe one of those implants in his subconscious. I don't know. So he's just having a schizophrenic episode right now? I don't know. On purpose? Like an amplified one? I'm not going to call this vague. I'm going to call this, uh, well, maybe purposefully vague to be explained later. I think no, it's a I plot think point. that the whole point of this paragraph is to explain things. And so far, it did a really good job. Okay. I have questions, but let's see if they answer them. I don't think it's necessary to be rational all the time, but I do need someone to put me in my place now and then. That's what Sarah always did, and I'm guessing you will know when to do that for me too. But where do we go from here? This house invokes memories, but I imagine there is a lot more out there. For now, until you specify otherwise, this will be your home server in VR. In more ways than one. We can return here anytime you are feeling overwhelmed, want to rest, or... She laughed... You just feel like doing it. <laughs> well, at least she's being honest. Well, if why don't they just give him a, just, a, a you know, a visual of his wife? Yeah, that well, might help. That is kind of weird. Like, no, here have sex with the Cylon instead. What wouldn't? Well, who doesn't want to? But um, uh, me. <laughs> what? You didn't find any the Cylons hot? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Anyway, um, it is kind of weird that. The, this institute, this program isn't just catching on to the fact that he really loved and misses his wife and maybe she is a good representation to help him through this. Maybe there's a point to that? I don't know. It's kind of strange. Well, they're trying to get him out of that by having him do Cylons. So <laughs> Cyl that's all I can give you. That's, that's clearly what they're trying to do. Cylons are how you wean yourself <laughs> off of your previous life. <laughs> through robot sex. I would like to know what the world looks like now. With the invention of proper AI and VR, it's most certainly changed. The fact that I'm awake hopefully means things are better and not worse. He's not awake. He's in VR. Well, I, he he's <laughs> okay, soon to be awoken, sorry. I guess. I, is he? Maybe. I mean, that's what Maybe we're Maybe this is believe. all a trick. Maybe. Oh, to keep him uh, as a battery. If we're to believe Rachel, he's getting repaired and he'll be awake soon. Right now he's in VR. Uh, I okay. think. I think. All right. I. Well, I mean, I very much doubt that what's on the surface here is what's actually happening. But if that's true, we'll see. We'll see the threads soon enough. Mm -hmm. uh, what was it? Sure. Let's take a look at the big picture, shall we? The li the living room crossfaded into a cockpit of sorts. I figured I would take you to space in VR, since you've never seen the world this way. 
Rachel was beaming. Wondrous, isn't it? Except for that he probably has because pictures exist. Yeah, Google Space and Google Earth, yeah. <laughs> kind of. But maybe not in such like amazing detail. IMAX. And being right there. Like IMAX, but for real. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that that's IMAX great. Extreme. I'd, I'd want to do that too. <laughs> oh, of course. In front of me was Earth in all its glory. The blue oceans, the white clouds, and... Wait a minute. Most of the ground surface was colored strangely, and it was uniform. Why does it look off-color, and why does all the ground look uniform? Nanites. <laughs> Progress. We are well on our way to becoming a Type 1 Kardashev-scale civilization. I've heard of that before. You have? Okay. That was going to be my next question. No, yeah. Um. Oh, crap. I've heard of that. Ugh, you, caught, you blindsided me again, man. I'm sorry. I wanted to do this blind. Okay, but basically, it's um, it's about energy control. It's it's about how to classify a civilization when you're trying to look for you know life com- and compare it to other extraterrestrial life. So I'm guessing this guy named Kardashev made that scale for the purposes of defining civilization um, beyond just humanity. Um, mm. uh, so that's that's it and so but most importantly i think the distinction is it's not just like oh we have energy because we burn coal or we uh um you know use hydroelectric power or something it's we use the sun and the earth to create energy to communicate and and two becomes bigger than that and three is even bigger than that as far as scope goes that's that's the difference okay cool i didn't know that that's awesome that yeah i was never mind I was reading a paper about, not a paper, a review article about that. A review article? Do you still have it? Or is it like on JSTOR? Because that'd be interesting to no, read that. No, um, I don't remember. You remember? Okay, we can find it. We can find No, the, there was, I remember there was a great article um, some guy wrote, and it got posted on Imager hmm. about all those um, uh, different theories as to why we haven't encountered extraterrestrial oh. life yet. And I'm pretty sure that's where I, I heard this this term before. Um, pretty awesome article. I'll see if I can find it. Okay, cool. Progress. We are well on our way to becoming a Type 1 Kardashev-scale civilization. Most of the free surface area has solar panels now, and there are few cities left. The planet has now over a trillion individuals in cyberspace. Oh, so he's not being woken up. He's just in the mainframe. Okay, so you were right. What? Uh, he's not going to be woken up. His body's around, but he's not like... Consciousness is not being awake on Earth. It's being in cyberspace. Unless you are storing people underground, I don't see how that is feasible. You are limiting your concept of consciousness. The physical human population has fallen below a billion. Whoa. And almost all of them are heavily augmented and live in VR exclusively. Mm. The physical world is managed by artificial intelligence, but is hardly relevant to people anymore. The world, or rather, worlds of mankind exist in the virtual space now. Most people are born there and live on a different time scale. The population is only limited by processing power, something which is continuing to increase over time exponentially. Well, yeah, as long as people are working on it. So who's working on it, though? Well, people in VR, apparently. People in VR are working on their own VR. So it's, yeah. I mean, like, as people live in VR, then there's going to become experts in the physical reality. I guess, So I guess that they're the ones working on it. Interesting. I wonder if they can jack in and out. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) 
I think, yeah. That was not meant to be. That wasn't meant to be a Matrix reference? No. Not everything can be a Matrix reference when we talk about VR. Okay. It didn't invent that. So the entire human race is like this now? Pretty much. The singularity, as you probably would have called it, occurred in 2048 when AI underwent an intelligence explosion, the ability to redesign and improve itself without human intervention and, indeed, beyond what humans were reasonably capable of, tasked with making decisions and predictions to benefit mankind. It quickly determined that the extra tr- the existential risk to humanity from uh, from escal- escalating conflict, inequality, and unsustain- unsustainable policies was increasing to unacceptable levels and began to move humanity toward a sustainable path by influencing world leaders and general and the general population. Well, that was a long sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Skynet. Skynet, but. Benevolence. No, we're not referencing other things. Just Skynet. <laughs> One of the main ways it did this was to encourage more and more of the virtual space for all activities. For an AI of that magnitude, it was quite easy to use psychology to convince almost everyone. It was virtually the end of scarcity, but also biological reproduction. It turned out that it was much easier to have a digital family and live this life you wanted in VR. Maintaining a biological form for the human race was never an imperative of the system, only the continuation of intelligent life and happiness. Considering what a disaster may what disaster may have occurred in, with the discovery of I, AR, things have worked out for the best. That's a lot to take in. I'm not sure where I would fit into such a world. Rachel raised a finger into the air. That is exactly what we are working to discover. So <laughs> so they, they have to find them a purpose or they're just going to terminate them. Well, and that does beg <laughs> the question, because like, what's the purpose of all this if humanity's not reproducing and they're just existing in a VR world? Like, there really is well, no What's the purpose point. of life if we are reproducing and not living in a VR world? Happiness and the continuation of the human race. Survival. And without intelligent life, that without survive without the VR thing, we're all trying to survive. Like that's our basic biological function: is survive or reproduce so our genes live on. Right, but we are satisfying the brain part where we are surviving. If we're not being, you know, prodded with pain or hunger or sickness or just in VR. Well, but then why does the AI keep us alive? Like, what is it to them if we are that happy or whatever? That is a very good question. That's kind of where I'm going for. Like, I okay, fine. Maybe it's the design parameter of the AI to try and improve the human uh But the way condition. the author wrote it, it sounds like that's no longer really a thing. Like, the AI exploded past what humans could reasonably comprehend and do. So, so it started manipulating... The human race. I guess, yeah. And I just realized I have the heater on, and I hope that's yes. not being picked up. Whatever. Noise filter. Um, so, okay. Obviously, I think those are questions that the author wanted us to have at the end of this entry. And hopefully, they will answer them in the next installment. I'm enjoying this quite mm-hmm. a lot. This is a well-written story. It's engaging. Um, it's prodding a lot of discussion. And I'm excited to see where it goes, personally. What about you? I hate everything. You hate everything? I hate everything. No, it's good. I'm enjoying this. Uh, my brain is successfully um, um, tickled. 
um, thankfully, I, I, I that's like, really high praise <laughs> binary <laughs> algorithm. As someone who knows her, that's really high praise. No, it's not. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, thank you very much to the author binary algorithm. We are going to continue this. Um, maybe not next episode, maybe like the one after it, maybe we'll stagger it. Yeah. But I am, but I want to keep, do I have to wait to finish this then? Well, it's going to be 90 plus installments, man. 90. Well, as of right now, it's not 90, so it's possible to finish. Uh, like get caught up. I'll check. I'll check for next time. Maybe we'll plow through it. And then we could like keep up with it. While yeah. we do other things. Yeah. And this could be like a tune in next time for binary algorithm story about um The continuing tale of man in cyberspace. Oh, it was called the cereal. I think we need um Sci fi cereal. Sci- uh, yeah, um we need the organ Sci fi cereal flakes. Music. Oh should I uh, fine, I'll write something. But not for this one, for the next one. Because I just made a thing with my mouth. That was bad. Anyway. (laughs) I'm having trouble talking today. All right. Don't make fun of me. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And stay tuned for these messages. Hello, and welcome to Benview on Spielberg. I'm your resident Spielberg apatheticist, Matt Benson. And I'm resident uh, Spielberg fanatic, Justin Kizan. And today we're going to talk about... Duel. The Sugarland Express. Jaws. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. 1941. Raiders of the Lost E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Twilight Zone. Indiana Moon. Jones and the, the Temple of Empire Indiana of the Jones Always. and the Last Fuck Crusade. Jurassic the Lost World. Saving Private, Private Ryan. AI. Minority. Catch Michelle Intelligence. The Terminal. Indiana, Indiana, Indiana Jones. The Adventures of Sinton. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Catch me on Steven Spielberg. Ben View on Spielberg. New episodes dropping on the 15th of every month at BenviewNetwork.com.